Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Air 1090. Um, ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now, and we are now joined by a good friend of the program, Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? What's going on, good family? How y'all doing this fine Manhattan Beach Thursday morning? <laughs> we are doing uh, just a great, Nick. Big uh, night here in Los Angeles. We have two games. One, Crypto.com Arena, the Lakers and the Clippers. One at the Bank, the um, LAFC, and the Galaxy. Um, I guess let's start here. Which one will you be at? And uh, your thoughts on this big day here? I'm going to go for C, none of the above. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> No, I think I'm, I'll check out both of them. I, I think that the more the more interesting game is definitely going to be a El Trafico. I think LAFC and uh, the Galaxy, obviously two of LA LA's best, uh, you know, soccer teams, what have you. But LAFC has really put on, and LAFC seems to be one of the favorites uh, to win a, win the MLS Cup this year, uh, and rightfully so. But then the Galaxy also have been able to make some headways as well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how both teams are able to adjust. Uh, especially coming into this series. Obviously, the fan bases are huge. you got a lot of Galaxy fans, a lot of LAFC fans, but the bank is one of the best places, I've always said, to view a soccer game of this magnitude. So why not? Um, as far as the, the Clippers and the Lakers go, uh, the Clippers are actually ready. Uh, they've been looking forward to, to opening the season for quite some time. Um, I think the Clippers are, like I said, and you said this too, Arash, I think they're, they're obviously one of the deeper teams in the NBA. But how can they all adjust, and when when will they all be able to jail, especially with the new additions of John Wall? Um, obviously, Norman Powell coming back off the injury, Kawhi coming back off the injury. Um, you know, Paul George obviously is back. Um, you know, willing, willing to take on the the, the, the lead this team as well, along with Reggie Jackson, who uh, had a phenomenal season last year. So I think um, you know, if I had to pick a, a winner out of this game, I, I'm going to have to roll with the Clippers. You know, Paul George gets up for the Lakers. Every single time, he kind of takes it personal. Um, and the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers just look. They, they, LeBron is already over the Lakers. You can tell after that press, that post game press he did it, and and San Francisco against Golden State, he's already over the Lakers. <laughs> um, Anthony Davis, Mister Street Clothes, um, you know, listen to me now. Believe me later on. This guy's not going to play sixty five or seventy games this year. The way he's going, I didn't see the energy level consistent in that first game against the Golden State Warriors from Anthony Davis. This dude is just, he's on that Talib Kweli, just enough to get by. And that's how he plays. Uh, Nick, uh, listen, tough start to the season for the Lakers when you consider they're going up against the Warriors, they're going up against the Clippers. Obviously got blown out in uh, the first game of the season, are not expected to win tonight. I mean, your, your thoughts on the Lakers this season? I mean, I think that they are not going to be as bad as last year. Of course, that's a pretty low bar. But uh, listen, we, 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 we have some thoughts on the show that, that, that maybe they are going to be actually worse. Your thoughts on the Lakers this season? 
I think they're a 40 to 42 game winning game season. I think when you look at, I mean, look at the, well, I know it was the opening game and yes, you're going up against the, the, the defending champs and the Golden State Warriors who show absolutely no signs of championship rust. Uh, but look, Pat Bev had the Krispy Kreme award for three and a half quarters. This man didn't even score until midway in the fourth quarter. This is a guy that you brought in that you thought was going to change the dynamic. And to me, I think Pat Beverly may be a better politician than a defender uh, because he knows how to use his mouth. But at the same time, you know, you look at it. I mean, I think Pat Beverly would be serviceable uh, in times this season. But again, LeBron can't shoulder the load. And LeBron said it best. Look, he doesn't have laser shooters. This is a guy that needs to be surrounded with shooters. You can't, you cannot expect the LeBron of 10 years ago to show up and just obviously take over all the time. His body won't allow him to do that. I think we need to focus less on the Lakers and more on the, the individual accomplishments of LeBron James because that's what we need to celebrate. The Lakers are going to be absolute uh, when it comes to this season. I mean, they're going to have their ups and downs. They're going to have their moments. But this is about LeBron. This is about to see how, how can LeBron uh, usurp uh, the, the accomplishments of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and can he be the all-time leading scorer. That's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at whatever other individual accomplishments that LeBron can do. This is the LeBron James show this, this season. If you're a Laker fan, just enjoy the fact that you're going to be a part of history and witness history. That's what this season is about. Nobody gives a damn about the Lakers. Everybody outside of, of the, the Laker myopics are going to understand that, look, this is about LeBron. This team is not a is not a, a championship contending team. I don't care if you do get Buddy Hill. They may Buddy Hill will make them better and make them look better from an optics standpoint. And they'll win probably a few more games than they were expected to win with Buddy Hill as a shooter. But more overall, this is a playing tournament team. And again, it always rests on the health and safety of Anthony Davis, who I do not think is in the MVP category. He will not be in the MVP category this year. Because he can't stay healthy. This is a guy that you have to wrap in bubble in bubble wrap, and 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 and, and in the, the peanuts cushion. And when you ship boxes out, this is a dude that does not is not able to perform up to the, the levels that we expect. So again, focus on LeBron. Save yourself the red, the wear and tear on your nerves. Get some Pepto Bismol and relax. <laughs> well, Nick, um, I want to switch over because football is king. Um, your you y'all's USC Trojans are um, now no longer undefeated. Um, is it time to put some respect on that UCLA game? Um, and uh, who you got this weekend, Oregon or the Bruins? This is a trap game. Like I said, when we talked about this last week, Jihad, I think this is a trap game for UCLA. I think UCLA is somebody you got to you got to keep your eye out on. But they could easily lose at Oregon. I don't care what Oregon team shows up. It's Aztec Stadium. It's always a tough place to play, especially when you're the road team. So, yeah, USC was cheated last week because there were two things that stood out to me. Number one, the refs were horrible. They they don't have, they have better refs than Pop Warner than they do in the Pac-12. And I'm glad that Lincoln Riley spoke on that. And number two, they have to, be, they have to do better with the run defense. Their run defense is absolutely atrocious. Um you have better. I mean, you you could find probably better run or run defenders in JUCO than you could uh, in the Pac-12 or what Lincoln Riley's been able to muster up. So I think those are two factors that cost USC an opportunity against Utah. But mainly, it was it was just the the, the refereeing. I mean, that was just atrocious. And if I'm USC, um, I'd be I'd be playing pissed off the rest of the season. Nick, um, 
UCLA is definitely going to be a team that you have to look out for, but the, the main matchup is going to be at the Rose Bowl when UCLA matches up with USC in the next several weeks. Nick, on that same topic, who do you think is the best team in college football right now? Uh, I'm going to have to say right now, I'm going to have to say Georgia. I don't believe in Tennessee. I think Tennessee is, is temporary. They're like a Band-Aid over something that needs stitches. Um, I think Tennessee is going to obviously have a matchup against Georgia at Georgia. That's going to be an L. Uh, I think Georgia is definitely going to be up for that game. I think they're the overall better team. And I think if Alabama can go ahead and continue to, to win out the rest of the way, I think they will be somehow in the college football playoff because when you look at Michigan and Ohio State, they're going to cancel each other out uh, in the Big Ten championship more than likely. One of them is going to lose, uh, so that will cancel out one of them. Um, I think Clemson is going to fall off at some point because they keep just itching for a loss. I mean, they keep trying to just, you know, just keep tricking away opportunities. Um, and, they, and somehow, some way, they've been able to find ways to, to battle back and win. But again, they're in a the weak ACC conference, so what do you expect? But at some point, I think Clemson is going to fall off. Um, I'd rather take a one-loss Alabama team over an undefeated Clemson team this year anyway because I think they're just, first of all, they're a much better team. And two, they bring Alabama brings in more money than Clemson will ever bring in, uh, even though Clemson has had success over the past several years. So I think don't be don't be surprised if we see Alabama back in the fold at the at the four spot at least in the college football playoff. But yeah, I don't believe the hypo Tennessee. Nick, let's put a bow on the season for the Dodgers. Historically bad postseason, historic season during the regular season. 111 wins, three straight losses to the Padres in the division series. Don't even get to the championship series. Your thoughts on what happened A, in the postseason, but B, what this team has to do going into the next season. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Ross. That was hilarious. 111 wins, all for nothing. (laughs) <laughs> because your manager had the, the cojones to come out before the season and say, we are going, I'm guaranteed, he tried to pull a Joe Namath and guarantee that they were going to win the World Series. And they fell up, they fell shorter than the small person at a urinal. And this is why, this is what happens when you sit up there and boast and come in overconfident. And I believe that this, this, this Dodger team, Pat Cole Park, overconfident. They thought they were going to beat the Padres. They didn't come with the same aggressiveness that we saw them come with in the regular season. And the bats weren't working. Obviously, Mookie Betts uh, did what didn't do well in this series, which he's, we've seen him do well over the course of the regular season. Um, so guys, they could. They, I think it was what was it? Where I was game three, they were zero for nine. They were yeah. runners in scoring position. Um, that was awful. And then the metrics came in because you took Tyler Anderson out when he had the hot hand when it came to uh, being on the mound when they had a 3 nothing lead. And then once you pull Tyler Anderson out of there, the the, the, the Padres fed on them like hungry piranhas in a pool. So when you look at the overall what the Dodgers need to do, first of all, you got to get some arms because when we, even when we sat there and talked with Andrew Freeman and the question was posed to him, hey, did you find anybody at the trade deadline as far as pitching was concerned that you that pretty much caught your eye? And to my amazement and shock, and I Andrew Freeman said, well, we, we just couldn't find a deal that, that suited us. Were you high or drunk? What, what part of Luis Castillo did you not figure out that you could have obtained and could have helped you 
in that rotation. Imagine, Arash, if you would have Julio Urias, Luis Castillo, and Clayton Kershaw as your one, two, and three. Does that not sound like a sweep to me? Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like a sweep to me when it comes to the Padres. All you got to do is make sure you hit and make sure you don't let the metrics get in the way of you making sure that these guys are, are in prime position to, to for success and making sure excuse me, that you are able to get these wins. Um, and we all know Clayton Kershaw, Shaker, and the California earthquake when it comes to the postseason, but at least he's serviceable to get you into positions where as long as he has enough run support, you can get these wins. Um, so the Dodgers are going to have to go back to the drawing board. They have a lot of decisions to make, and Andrew Freeman was just completely perplexed uh, because he wasn't expected, uh, like many Dodger fans, uh, to be ending this, the season this soon. Nick, uh, there was a lot of talk uh, about the Rams, about the Chargers, about their struggles. You know, like they're, they're not um, healthy. But as we sit here today, the Rams are 3-3, three and three, tied for the division lead. The Chargers are 4-2, and two, tied for the division lead. Your thoughts on these two teams? Well, we know the Rams will win at least this week. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry to have a bomb. <laughs> <It's> a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, listen, I think the Rams have a lot more question marks. Uh, when it comes to the offensive line, we talk, we talked about that in, in detail and at nauseum when it comes to, you know, unfortunately guys just being injured and dropping like flies. Um, they're going to have to figure out a way to, to boost that O-line because until they were able to boost that O-line, Matthew Stafford is not going to be able to get the ball off to his proper targets, whether that be Allen Robinson, whether that be Cooper Cup or uh, Tyler Higby, And then also, too, hopefully they'll be able to get Van Jefferson back on the field as well, a guy who can also stretch the field. Um, and then the running game, maybe they can get something going with Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown um, in the running game. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Rams are able to do in this bye week. Uh, it couldn't come at a better time. But listen, they got a, they got a, some tough opponents coming up, starting with the San Francisco 49ers uh, coming in there uh, in a week. And so they're going to have to figure it out, especially defensively uh, in the secondary, what they're going to be able to do with that, especially as the 49ers continue to get healthier uh, by the day, it seems. As far as the Chargers are concerned, uh, they, they have health issues as well. Uh, obviously, Keenan Allen is going to have to be able to have a strong comeback. Uh, Justin Herbert and those boys. But on defense, I want to see more of Khalil Mack. Obviously, they're, they're going to be without Joey Bosa for more than likely to near the end of the season. But I want to see some more Khalil Mack. I want to see some more of that interior defense. I love Drew Tranquil. I love that combo of Drew Tranquil and Derwin James. Uh, that's going to have to continue to ramp up as well. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the Chargers do, but I still didn't pick the Chargers to win the division. I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win the division. I think that until they are dethroned, uh, unless you knock Patrick Mahomes out the box, they're going to be the favorites in the AFC West, um, much like we've seen them in years prior. Um, I don't think they're better. I don't, I don't think the Chargers are better than the Chiefs this year, even though they lost their biggest playmaker, Tyreek Hill. So the Chargers are going to have to take it one game at a time and be able to have Brandon Staley not make any more bonehead moves as head coach. But Lord knows that won't be happening anytime soon. So uh, it's going to be interesting moving forward when it comes to the Los Angeles Chargers. Can they get over the injury bug? And then can they get uh, into position where they can make a deep playoff run? Hey, Nick, it's Brandon here. Um, were there any teams or players specifically that impressed you in yesterday's slate of games obviously the lakers and clippers didn't play but just around the league oh yeah i mean i, I love the new orleans pelicans i love that trio i'm glad to see zion williamson back i thought he made he made a very 
uh, strong uh, impact into the game. I love him, B.I. and C.J. McCollum. I think that's going to be a really dangerous tandem if they can stay healthy. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be really dangerous and a sneaky team in the West. I like the Washington Wizards to see what they're going to be able to do with Bradley Bill and Kyle Kuzma and Porzingis um, and that nucleus there. And then also, too, uh, seeing what the Boston Celtics are going to be able to, how they're going to be able to rebound. I know they look well in their in their opener, but I think the Celtics uh, are going to be really watched as far as w- with the whole Ime Idoka uh, scandal and how they're able to respond and not be able to focus on that, but focus what they have on the court. I'm not a seller. I'm not. I'm not a buyer, rather, of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I don't buy. I'm all stocked up on BS right now, so I'm, I don't need any more uh, sales receipts. And then also, too, I have to look at uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Luka Dodgers looks absolutely incredible, especially with all the stuff he's dealing with off the court, dealing with his mom, obviously, in that legal situation, uh, which can weigh heavy on his mind. But the way he's been balling out, uh, I think this is going to be something that's going to be fun to watch this season with Luka Dodgers and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, So that's going to be interesting to see, obviously, the Phoenix Suns, how they're able to rebound and how they're able to gel together, if they can gel together with DeAndre Ayton um, and get back uh, being one of the top four teams in the West. So there's some teams to watch out for, the Milwaukee Bucks, if Chris Middleton can get back healthy, uh, see how well he fits in with Giannis and getting the Milwaukee Bucks into uh, contention in the Eastern Conference. And Nick, I wanted to ask you about the Timberwolves because personally – I didn't uh, preseason. I said this is the team that's maybe going to be toe and toe with the Lakers. I know they got Gobert, but I, I, they traded Jared Vanderbilt, who obviously showed out for for Utah yesterday. They traded a lot of their depth. They got rid of Patrick Beverly. I just really, I know they got Jaden McDaniels. I don't really love the outlook of this team. I mean, they almost lost to the Thunder. What are your thoughts there? Uh, I mean, it's still early, Brandon. I mean, we, we're still trying to see where teams are lining up. I mean, remember. Let's not forget the Boston Celtics didn't, last season didn't come out the gate extremely uh, formidable or somebody who we, we thought was glamorous until probably late December into early January, and then they really turned it on, and they obviously made it to the NBA Finals. So there's a lot of teams that are going to be jockeying for position, trying to find their, their strides, trying to find their rhythm. Um, so I think it's way too early to figure out if the, if the Minnesota Timberwolves are, are, are pretenders or contenders, at least for a playoff berth. Um, I think it's going to take some time. Obviously, they have some new pieces, as you mentioned, with uh, with Rudy Gobert, uh, losing Patrick Beverly, uh, a couple other players. And so I think it's, it's just going to take them time to gel and really figure out their identity. And once they can, if, if they can figure out their identity, I think they'll be a formidable regular season team. Keyword, regular season team. Uh, when it comes to the playoffs, you know, Rudy Gobert disappears like a person on the milk carton. Uh, so you know that, that remains to be seen if he can if he can shake that 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 narrative that he's been able to portray all these years. But in the regular season, I think if they find their identity, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves can be uh, a decent opponent. Uh, Nick, last two minutes here. Again, we got the Padres, we got the Phillies in the American League. We got the Yankees, we got Houston. Kind of odd that the two worst teams in the playoffs in the National League are playing in the championship series. Who do you got playing in the World Series, and who do you got winning the whole thing this season? Well, you know what it's all about. As you know, Arash, it's all about whose bats are hot. It's yeah. not about the best team, but it's about the hottest team. And, again, I think that's going to be a very good series. Uh, San Diego was able to really salvage their home field 
and kind of and win and win game two as they move on to Philly. Uh, but I, I like to see Philly. I think Philly may have something, um, and I think Philly could could, could make it uh, into the World Series as far as the ALCS is concerned. I would personally love to see the New York Yankees make it, uh, but Giancarlo Stanton is going to have to step up. He's going to have to be the X factor for this Yankees team if they have any hopes of making it to the World Series. It'd be great to see uh, the Yankees, especially with Aaron Judge and all he's had to deal with with that Yankees organization by him betting on himself because the price is going to continue to go up. In the words of the, of the great Fat Joe, yesterday's price is not today's price. And if he can, if, if Aaron Judge can somehow get to the World Series, oh, we're not, we not talking unless you have about $400 million. And the Yankees are going to have to pony up. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And by the way, not only did the Dodgers, uh, you know, just have a terrible postseason, they ruined the travel plans of Nick Hamilton <laughs> and I. We were just supposed to travel to Atlanta and Philadelphia and all over, but that's not going to happen. Nick, I will see you soon, my friend. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley. Armani Buck is Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? I'm doing a lot better, but I got to tell Brandon, I told you so. I told you so. I to, 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 told you so about Mr. <laughs> Ma- my boy, Van Carroll, man. He's a baller. You said you could see he, him not being the top you, three player in the you told You told me that he was number six, though. Seven. For him to be, seven. for him, yes, yeah, seven. with seven, That's sorry. Right. He was after Jovich, too, right? Yes. For, yeah. for you to claim that he's number seven, though, I was just like, that's not... Yeah, yeah no, he impressed me a lot. I mean, when I was looking at his Duke tape, I didn't know how I, I was surprised that his strength at this level just translated immediately. He had some moves that looked like LeBron yesterday. <laughs> I mean, the dude, I, I was wrong about him. I can take my L's. I was wrong about him. But I'm going to be right about Ivy and, and Keegan Murray and Jovich and all those guys. So that's fine. I can take the one little loss for uh, I'm glad he's proven me wrong. He's yeah, a nice no, guy. He's a nice dude. We actually, we were talking about this before we got to the show, um, Armand and I, about I think that he's more like AAU and pro-ready, and his game yeah. doesn't translate as much into college, right? Like, because it's purely a He's team just like a, a hooper's game. hooper. Yeah. Like, he just mm-hmm. does all the little things right. Like, he gets to the lane, he's strong, he makes the pass. He reminds me of a super discounted LeBron. Like, super discounted. You can also do this at 19 years old when you're, you know, not, nothing's creaking. There's a lot, like, you know, there's a lot going Let's on in that body, though. too. Let's be real, though. He did play the Pistons. Let's see what he can do against some better teams. It's your boy, though. You said that they were on... The, didn't you say that this team was, like, on the come-up a little bit? Yeah, they uh, won yesterday. They're going to be in the play-in tournament. Yeah. No, no. Maybe I'm 11. Just, maybe 11. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, don't downgrade the, that one team just because... I don't know. Ivy looked really good yesterday, though. Duran looked good. Duran, Jalen Duran. Um, Keegan didn't play. Otherwise, he would have had 35, 15, and... 15. No, I'm kidding. 
He wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have had a better night than Paulo. Paulo, I, I love Paulo now. He's one of my favorite players now. <laughs> oh, how the tide has changed. I love it. <laughs> well, we have a big night here in Los Angeles. We have two games. Two, you know, I think one's obviously significant because it's a Western Conference semifinal game at the bank. It's LAFC versus the LA Galaxy. It's always a big game. But then we have the home opener, season opener for the Clippers, home opener for the Lakers. Um... Listen, I don't have a good feeling for the Lakers. I don't have a good feeling for the Lakers. We were, we were, we were talking about this. They are beginning yeah. the season with the top two teams, in my view. The, 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 by far. By far. And so, uh, listen, they, they, they lost game one. No shock there. I think that they lose again. What's that stat? The Clippers have beaten the Lakers. 20 out of 23. Something, something like, like that. that. And something so crazy. it's, it's, it's going to continue tonight. But again, I'm not going to go crazy. Listen, if the Lakers lose tonight to a Clippers team that, that I believe could win a championship this year... It, and even if they lose by 20, I'm not going to go crazy. They should start the season 0-2 and two against the Warriors and the Clippers. But my boy Armani Buckets is looking. And he's going to start talking about how this team is going to be one of the worst in the league. But they're not. They're not. I'm not going to go crazy because they lost to the top two teams in the league. Just to, just to put this out there into perspective, since 2013-2014, yeah. the Clippers have a 28-7 and record against the Lakers. That makes sense. And the year, here's another stat that I just memorized from a couple years ago. The year the Lakers won the championship, the Clippers beat them all the times. All the meetings, Yeah, we right? swapped you guys, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that matters. I kind of wanted to pick the Lakers tonight. And just out of nowhere, I kind of feel like they're going to have a really good game. But if you just look at the stats, they're just not going to win this game, right? Like, it just doesn't feel like they're going to win this game. The Clippers always beat him. I think it'll be closer than people think, though, tonight. My biggest takeaway from watching yesterday's NBA games was how fast-paced the game has become. It is yeah. literally just a track meet the whole time. And I honestly think that, first of all, that brand of basketball is different than what we see in the playoffs, when the game kind of slows down a little bit more. But the Clippers, are we... I just want to see it. Like, they don't have the the guys, the horses, in my opinion, to play in that kind of track meet. They want to kind of ugly the game up a little bit. They want to let Kawhi do his thing in the half court. And then when you take that into consideration, is their defense going to be ready on opening night for that track meet? Like, I, I think the Lakers will keep it close. I do think that they can win the game. I think that this will be a better showing. And I think that people need to give the Clippers like 20 games. I don't think it's going to happen right away. They have a lot yeah. of new things going on that weren't there last year. Kawhi wasn't there last year. It's going to take a John second. John Wall wasn't there last year. But if it doesn't take a second, then geez, like they, they are just, you know, they might be a runaway train, them in Golden State. But yeah. I think it's going to take a second with, with the Clippers. So you think they might lose tonight to the yes. Lakers? Yes. Oh, no my God. I hope way. you're right. I will go to bed. I will literally do like a thousand push-ups in a row until pure exhaustion When if the Lakers. Like, I'll be so happy. I'll push my body to the limits. I'll, I'll punish myself because I'm so happy this is that how the Lakers celebrates. win. I, I was just going to say, I'm like, you're not going to be happy for the little guy, for your stepbrother or whatever, or your little brother you that you call the Clippers? Clippers? Yeah. We're not going to be happy that they lost? No, no. They, like, if they win? Of course I'm not going to be happy. I don't love the Clippers. I think they're fine. Like, I don't hate them like most Lakers fans. Like, I think yeah. they're cool. I, I like their 
They they have tenacity. They play tough. They play hard nosed. But I think Beverly kind of has their number, which is another reason I think Armand. Oh, is interesting. Them. Yeah, you I mean, know the know way he celebrated during that play in game. Oh yeah. my god, the Timberwolves thought that they won the, the, like the championship. They won the championship. <laughs> it was crazy. That's still the best thing. It was. Okay, nuts. I'll take that video over that new Russ commercial any day of the week. <laughs> that new Russ commercial though. Oh, that's creepy. Own. The subway one. The yeah, yeah, so that weird. is really creepy. I want to see some authenticity from that dude. That I think that's him being authentic. Is he really that crazy? I yeah. Has he been a dad since he's like fifteen? <laughs> I, I, I mean, sh- show me evidence to the contrary, because I, I think that the, he's been that cringy from day one. I, I think Hollywood kind of just took him over. Yeah, um, he's not even but, in but, Hollywood. I no, no, uh, kind of. I mean, he Denver. No, 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 no. I mean, his lifestyle is kind of Hollywood. Oh, because he he left his wife for Sierra. <laughs> I mean, not, it's not no, even li- it's not even him leaving her, her for Sierra. It's just I think being in that environment that he's in. I think that he just maybe uh, a lot of people turn Hollywood. He's just, you know what I, I'll give him credit. He did he did raise Future's kid though. <laughs> respect. He's a good father. How did we get he's a, good, I know. he's a good father? I'll give him respect. He's a good father, and he played really well in the first quarter against the Chargers. And then Nathaniel Hackett. I think it's a lot of it is Nathaniel Hackett. It's not just Russell Wilson, but that's a whole no, absolutely. But, but going back to the Clippers. So, Arash, do you think that that five and a half point spread, I believe, right? That yeah. um, Clippers that's are favored by? It? Is, is that, yeah. That's fair. I, I think fair. Clippers yeah. will win by 10 or more. I mean, I, I, I so I don't think it'll be a close game. And again, it's it's more about the Clippers than it is Anything about can the happen. Lakers. I thought oh, when, we did, when I did the Sporting Tribune best bets yesterday, I said absolute lock Jalen Green has 22 and a half over points. And he had 16. He went six yeah. for 20. I mean, you just don't know. And this is a guy who averaged 30 points per game at his last 10 games of the of the season and was great in preseason. And he was going up against the Hawks defense that's really not that good. You would assume, right? But anything can happen. The Utah Jazz beat the crap out of the Denver Nuggets yesterday. Yeah. How much do we take into consideration preseason, though? Because it's still, at the end of the day, it's still preseason. I know, but the point is anything can... Like, look, look uh, at the NBA starting to become like, dude, the Timberwolves should have lost to the Thunder. I, I told you guys the Timberwolves wouldn't be that good. I don't think they're, they're going to be that good. Compared to the to the juggernauts of the Western Conference, I said the Suns and the Timberwolves are falling to that six to eight seed this year. I mean, yeah. go to back to that Suns game. Like, well, you they have came the, back, but they're still not no, a great no, team. I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking about the loss that that Dallas had. Like you, you had yeah, that game choke. on lock. You had choke. that game on lock. Well, and I also think that was a coaching decision. Like you, you took out one of your best players that like jammed it down their throat for. I don't know how many how many quarters or, whatever, or like not even like one quarter and went off for sixteen plus points. That's and then such you a pull Jason him, Kidd decision. And then you though. pull him. It, like it just doesn't make sense. Jason Kidd's been known to make decisions like that. However, he's a really great defensive coach. The Suns kind of needed to win that game after their embarrassment from last season. I still watching that game. I am not high on the Suns. Chris Paul did not look amazing. I think that's a game yesterday you look at and you're like, well, we know Dallas lost Brunson. They don't have that secondary ball handler besides Dinwiddie. They did get Hardaway back, but it's going to be Luca or bust, right? And Luca in a big series we can trust. Phoenix, I'm not trusting in any series. In fact, I think they lose. I, I predicted this before the season. I think they lose in the first round if they even make it out of the play-in, which I think maybe they're the six or seven seed. Yeah. Dallas? No, Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Dallas is much By the way, did you hear who everyone's talking about winning most valuable player this year? Your boy, Luka Doncic. Two years ago, G.A.'s <laughs> been calling it at some point. Yeah, it's got to be. It's, it's got right? to right? happen. They, wanna... they do like to spread it around. Like, like Luka should may, maybe be in the conversation, but they would like to spread that trophy. And so if he's even in the conversation, if he's in the top two, 
They're going to get MVP is kind of like it's kind of one of those awards that's becoming. I wouldn't say Mickey Mouse, but it's getting to the point where like LeBron should have ten MVPs, oh, yeah. right? Kobe should have had more than one. one. I mean, think about it. The year Nash won, and I get it. He had a much better team. The Lakers and he won twice. That, yeah, the Lakers weren't uh, that great either of those years. Yeah. Kobe literally averaged thirty-five points per game in the lowest scoring NBA in history. Like they were averaging yeah. eight ninety points per game in that NBA, and he didn't win an MVP, right? So, so like, there's some validity that lacks in the MVP. Yeah, I I agree. Um, My biggest takeaway from last night's games, because first of all, my biggest takeaway is that there should be no takeaways after one game. (laughs) Besides with the Lakers, because they stink. The Lakers suck. But you just said they're going to win tonight. And Where does one game from, doesn't like mean, that they suck. Like, like I mean, they but, don't wait, wait, have th- talent on the roster. <laughs> when you look up and down the league, I'm that watching is Orlando. Because you said that they did. I'm watching Orlando. My theme of this season is yeah. going to be: Oh, could he be the third best player on the Lakers? Could he be the third best? <laughs> are they, Russell are, Westbrook are they gonna, is the third best player on the Lakers, and that's easily. a shame because that's How is that not a shame? good He's enough. Playing well, not, oh, so this was that's my. Not win you this titles. is my other biggest takeaway from yesterday's games. The Miami Heat, yeah. we, we talked about with Westbrook being patient. Well, we have a trade now. We have a trade that makes sense for both sides. Right. Kyle Lowry, Lowry yeah. is the worst. He's worse than Westbrook. Okay. He is so washed up, and he has one year left on his deal wow. after this year. So you're talking about $28 million tied up to next year. No. The Lakers need a shooter. Duncan Robinson has four years, $16 million. Oh. Oh, it's no, the, same, no, no, it's no, the no. same contract that Luke Kennard is on. The salary cap is going to keep going up. Yeah. So that $16 million is going to affect the Lakers a lot less. We know that they want shooting. Westbrook for Lowry and Robinson. No. But hold on, though. Hold on. Now, if you're Miami... If you're the Lakers, you don't need to attach picks because no. Westbrook is a much more valuable asset than Lowry. He's an expiring contract. And he's yeah. an expiring, but he can help Miami. He can, he, he can wait, wait, like, think about Lowry this. Lowry can't. So if you're Miami, you might have to attach a pick to get off of uh, Robinson and Lowry. Yes, exactly. There so, you go. And that's where it makes sense. But then again, if you're the Lakers, they've been, Kyrie Irving's been locked into them next offseason. Whether why I don't that's believe an that addition by subtraction. Yeah, if things are as bad as they look, they may not be. But if he, if, if, if he's a cancer within the locker room. I mean, he knows LeBron wanted to trade him. Russell Westbrook doesn't want to be here. So, like, even if Kyle Lowry's not a good player, if if LeBron embraces him, if he's well, like, okay, he's won a championship before, like, let's yeah. embrace him. But that's, yeah, if they get let's, shooting and they don't have to give up a pick, and even if and they get a pick acquire, back, yeah, let's huge. be real. Kyle yeah. Lowry still plays defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's washed on offense. He's, he's he tries. <laughs> he's got a bit, you know. We're two games into the season. The Clippers are not even one game into the season. But the thing with Lowry is, he like was washed last year. Okay. He was yeah. done. Yeah. And then when you look at opening night, again, it's an up and down game. It's yeah. so fast paced. And you score two points. And I watched the game because they were playing the Bulls. Yeah. He was so ineffective. So just non-existent. I think- so what I did is I, I, I Twitter searched his name, Kyle Lowry. And the Heat fans were saying, I read a tweet. It was hilarious. It said, it was a Heat fan. I will not overreact to this game. I will not overreact to this game. You know the Simpsons whiteboard that exactly. they write yeah, a million times? Thing. And then in the middle of it, it said, trade Kyle Lowry for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So they, they, so they, like, yeah. they are... Russell Westbrook is still good. Like, yeah. he'd be good on the Heat, too. Because well, that's a team... Yeah. Well, no, that's a team that's good defensively. This is a change of scenery no, I thing. Like, yeah, like yeah. if he changes yeah. teams, I promise you, He'll be he's really not going to be this, like, worst player in the like, league. I would say this. I wouldn't go this far to, like, the Heat would go to the finals if they made that trade, but they 
they would at least be a, in contention themselves. because they can they have a good enough defense unlike the Lakers where they can hide Westbrook defensively and they can just use him for offense right he kind of fits the mold of that team they're shooting on that team with Hero and Robinson well Robinson would be traded Hero and other guys right there's not shooting on the Lakers I think what needs to happen is I disagree with Armand for that trade I think the Lakers would only need to attach one if any I didn't say I said they don't need to for this other trade Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Oh, that one protected pick at the deadline. If that here's yeah, the problem that with the deadline. How long do I mean? Like, <laughs> like, do we have to time. go through this? We we, we no, don't I, have time. I'm not overreacting. I think the Lakers will be 500 at the deadline. I really do. I All think right. they're going to be 500, and I think you kind of put your marbles on the table and you're like, you know what? We're 500. We're right now in the 10 seed, let's say, or 9 seed in the West at the deadline. Let's make a deal that's going to contend for a championship this year. I mean, they're not going to win. But, hey, how, how long do you have LeBron for? Make that deal. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it's like, what, you you really want to be the, the, the team, the laughing soccer league, where you draft Wembenyama for the Pelicans? Like, let's be real. They need to, they kind of, look, I'm not overreacting. I like Russell Westbrook. Let's see what happens. But I think the overreactions about the Lakers being this bad, they're going to be better defensively. They have a good coach. Yes, they can't shoot to save their life. That's a problem. They have a DoorDash guy as their <laughs> knockdown shooter. And that's respect. They should make a movie about Matt Ryan. He's a the winner. tweets about but, that were amazing because he goes one for, I mean, you only have this guy. Yeah, he's he literally can, he there to shoot. shoot one for six. One for six. He was delivering DoorDash, working at a cemetery a year and a half ago. Like, what the heck are they doing Great right story. Now? But Great these story. should sign me. I mean, I right. can probably hit two out of five. Everybody needs to calm down one game. That's all I have to That's say. That's what it's I said. One game. Game. It's just a reason here. One game. Hey, Everybody hey, needs to chill. Think about what we're talking about tomorrow. If they Let's say they beat the Clippers 110 to 100. They beat them by 10 somehow. We're coming in here and people in Armand's going to come in here. Oh, the, the Lakers aren't bad. I, uh, I just think so. God, I hope not. Armand. <laughs> we, we didn't really get into this about the Lakers first game. But I mean, guys like Austin Reeves. He right? needs to play more. Well, he needs to play better. Like no, somebody dude, has dude, dude, to dude, step no, no, no. up and actually take a take a step for them because we know what Kendrick Nunn is. I don't really I'm not ever going to get swayed by Kendrick Nunn. Somebody that is a younger Laker needs to step up and show us that they have like somebody with some upside yes, on this team. Absolutely. And they, and they just don't who is that guy? But it's they also didn't didn't utilize Reeves. What did he take? One shot? And that was that and one. Two shots maybe? The dude needs to like the dude needs to be more of like a pick and roll ball handler at the one. They're playing him off ball. He's not a great shooter yet. He's more of like a three level scorer that can play defense. I, you know, I, we don't want to give him that. Reeves does need to step up. I agree with you. But if you watch that game, it's like none is the fourth best player on the team right now. You play none. You play Reeves. In fact, I think they should start off with Westbrook, um, Reeves, none, LeBron, and AD, and then have Beverly and. Um, the other guys come off the bat. What do you guys think there? <laughs> I want to throw up. Yeah, no. <laughs> Three guards. I don't care. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: is that I, I, I agree with you that they do need to play a little bit more, or they need to step up, or something needs to change. I'm just wondering. You know, is the culture in in that Laker locker room kind of like, hey, we're up here? And you guys are like all this all all down oh, here with LeBron, no. with LeBron and Davis. Yeah. So just hear me out. The a lot of the vets, and this is just a normal way of thinking, a normal NBA way of life, and it's also a normal, I think, human way of life and thinking mentality is that a lot of the vets and a lot of the older are going to be like, This is our game, young blood. Like, 
chill you need to learn from us and then like they're not willing to give the yeah. game up yet and let me let me okay so rob, so i think that's where the lakers so are right now i wanted to bring some up rob palenka is getting a lot of flack which he very well should be again he was constrained because of the i mean he had constraints because of westbrook's deal right it's not like he could have signed anybody more than six million walker's a really good player but you have stanley johnson who just got waived Right, who was great for them last year? A yeah. Wing, they need wings, right? Stanley Johnson, and then you know Eric Pascal. Pascal is that how you say his name? Pascal. Just got waved. Pascal. I mean, he's not a great defender, but at least he can score. He, he can shoot. <laughs> well, like and they okay, okay. And they the bar is so low. They for can't the Lakers bring back right Stanley. Now. Why? It's it's against the NBA. Um, is if that you true? Trade a guy, yeah, you can't. Oh. They can't bring him back. I actually didn't know that. Is it? There's but they so can't many bring back Carmelo in the yeah. NBA. Like you can't have you Carmelo. Can't have, yeah, Carmelo. <laughs> but wait, wait. What's this deal? So you can't tra- you can't trade a guy and then bring within him back within like a year or something. Okay, like and that. you also can't have three, two or three rookie max extensions on the same roster. Yes, that's a, those are two ridiculous yes. rules in my opinion. But yeah. Just like Adam Silver not expanding the NBA yet, still a ridiculous rule. It'll he, happen. I well, mean, and and also like, aren't <laughs> where where do you draw the line? Do you know what I mean? Like, th- I'm assuming that's the reason for those rules. Like, where where it's a slippery slope when you like let one thing go. Like, how many more things are you going to let go? Well, I think the interesting thing bringing up that Stanley Johnson thing. So Stanley Johnson can't make the Utah Jazz roster. We've we've seen the list of the old guys that are yeah. unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Then Bring you add in Wayne Stanley Ellington. Johnson. Taylor Horton Tucker is about to be unemployed too. That was because you knew the Lakers knew something about him. You knew that they're like, okay, this guy is going to Jack in the Box or whatnot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> They, they got the read on him. Like, hey, like, don't knock on those. Those tacos are I, hey, I love it too, but I'm not right, trying to get be real. This is, a, this is a professional athlete. Like when they made oh, that that's... trade, I knew it was like, oh my god. I mean, he's this a, is a he, godsend. He, but he's a clutch guy. He's LeBron's guy. They don't it's trade like, clutch guys unless exactly. Like, they really it, know unless it's like okay, like. He's, he's not done. listening to, to anybody. He's getting bigger. He's not improving. He hit a ceiling. By the way, so Laker fans for a while were upset that they didn't trade uh, THT for Kyle Lowry two yeah. years ago or like yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah, two years ago. They could have maybe done something. But that that was before Kyle hit the wall. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Lowry at this stage, if, if you want to revisit it, like we mentioned, you can. But again, he's hit the wall. And with the Lakers, I mean, guys like that, like Horton Tucker, it, Reeves can't turn into the next version of that. Like, yeah. the, I'm trying to think of the youth on this team, but it's really just Lonnie Walker, Kendrick Nunn, Dennis Schroeder, and then Reeves, who kind of sticks out like that. But you yeah. got to develop these young guys into actual, like, a Caruso type of player. Yeah. Like, develop And then them. don't let Caruso just walk for nothing, which still <laughs> to this day pains me. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton when we return on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.